Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 5, Girl in the Flower Dress. So Caroline, go ahead and give us a rundown of the characters that we meet. Absolutely. So uh, we actually meet several new characters in this episode. I feel like we kind of only met a couple at a time, one at a time in the last few, but this one we meet several. Yeah. So we have... uh, Chan Ho Yin, a.k.a. Scorch, a.k.a. a real hothead. Um, just kidding. He actually seems pretty cool. <laughs> we meet Reyna, who is the girl in the flower dress. Um, she's very persuasive. Then we meet Miles Leiden, who is a world-class hacker that every hacker knows about. <laughs> somehow uh especially sky especially sky especially in the biblical sense yeah and we also meet agent kwan who is basically the colson of the chinese branch of shield love it so let's get into this episode let's get in we open on a street magician performing in hong kong china The performer says something about how every man is a mystery. Some hold regular secrets, but some hold very dark secrets. And then he pulls out an egg. (laughs) This is my dark secret. I lay eggs. (laughs) Um, So then he turns that egg into glitter, which, like, that's a good trick. I would love that trick. It is a good trick. But he gets heckled by the crowd, so then he, like, throws a stream of fire at them. And that's a good trick. Yeah. I I don't think that I've ever been in a crowd for a street magician and been like, ugh, these tricks are so lame. He's only doing normal magic. It's just a trick. Sleight of hand, that's so last year. Oh, I no. I expect more from your run-of-the-mill street magician. You should have actual magic. Like, I don't know, even in the MCU, okay, even taking place in that universe, I cannot imagine a scenario where someone would crowd around a random street magician on the street and expect him to have superpowers. Like, looking at a magician and being like, ugh, it's just a trick. (laughs) Duh! Yeah, for real. So, originally this episode was supposed to be set in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah, it was supposed to be in Japan with a Japanese guest character. Uh, But after um, trying to film in Little Tokyo in Los Angeles, the crew decided it wouldn't work well enough. Uh, It didn't look enough like Japan. And they couldn't go to Japan because they've already spent all of their budget on the last few episodes. Went to fucking Sweden and Peru and (laughs) everywhere else. Paris. That's a joke. I don't know if that really happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyways, they they figured it wouldn't work well enough, and the episode was rewritten to feature a Chinese character so that filming could take place in Chinatown instead. Hmm. Yeah. And so uh, the actor uh, Louis Ozawa, who plays Chan Ho-yen, 
He speaks fluent Japanese, which is why oh. he was cast. Cool. <laughs> but he does not speak Cantonese. <laughs> so after they cast him, uh, they told him that the character had been changed to Chinese. Oh, my and God. And so he only had a few days before shooting to learn his new lines phonetically. Oh, my Like, God. not even the structure or, like, the feelings behind the lines, just, like, learning how to sound out his lines. Yeah. God. I mean, good for him, though. Like, it worked. Not that I... Yeah. As someone who doesn't speak Cantonese, it sounded good to me. Yeah, it sounded great. <laughs> he did a good he's, job. He's, he's doing better than me. So he is actually Japanese and Taiwanese. Oh, okay. uh, He was born in New York, and he was raised both there and in Japan. And so something that we think... Um, we wanted to address something in this episode um, that, you know, it's not really our place to... Uh, comment on it and go into detail or give our objective opinions as to white women, but we do think that it's important to see the problematic nature of casting an actor of any Asian descent to play another. Right. Uh, it perpetuates the idea that Asian identities are interchangeable when Asia is a very, very big continent with so many cultures and ethnicities, and they're all unique. And they don't look like each other. <laughs> no. And I can't believe... I mean, this was filmed within the last decade. Yeah, so it's ridiculous. You'd, you'd think we wouldn't be doing this anymore, but we're still doing this to this day. Yeah. Anyway, so now that we've gotten that addressed... <laughs> now, that, now that we've addressed that, we can continue. Uh, a woman comes up to this uh, magician after his show, and she's, she's flirting, and we find out that... His name is Chan Ho Yin, and her name is Raina. Um, and then they, you know, they talk a little bit. They decide to become either business partners or lovers. It's unclear. <laughs> Could go either way. Pretty much the same thing, too. Kind of like, kind of like how communism is the same as periods. Yeah, definitely. Business partners are to lovers as communism is to menstruation. Absolutely. No explanation needed. I think that speaks for itself. So Chun brings Reyna back to his place where he apologizes for the mess because he's, quote, in between places. And then he clarifies that he's actually been there for six years, which is a whole mood. <laughs> I have my life. been there. Uh, the, like the whole three years that we were living in Baton Rouge. I was like, oh, I'm just in between places. We've been here three years, but it's just temporary. Right. <laughs> anyway. So then, uh, you know, they're talking in his apartment and they're, they're flirting. And uh, he shows Reyna that he actually has real magic fire hands. Um, and so she's like, you know, getting real interested, getting mm. real close. And That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sound was me slapping my knee. <laughs> um, so, so she's like, she's like, ooh, show me more. Close your eyes. And then we get like a whole code 2319 on him. And these <laughs> like random guys in hazmat suits just come and, and kidnap him. Um, unfortunately, there's no explosion. Uh, I think they might be done with explosions, and that makes me sad. But It's another one where they got close, but no dice. Yeah. I mean, technically there was fire, so I guess that counts. That counts. That counts. <laughs> um, so Ruth Naga, who is an incredible Academy Award, Critics' Choice, 
Golden Globe nominated actress. Uh, she is introduced as Reyna, the oh, titular okay. girl in the flower dress. Amazing. Um, she played Mildred Loving in the movie Loving that came out in 2016, which is about um, how interracial marriage became legalized. Mm. Yeah, she's an incredible actress. I love Reyna. Like, I can't wait to get into her more. She is... I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we cut to the shield plane where Ward and Sky are playing Battleship and Sky is kicking his ass. (laughs) And Ward is actually kind of being nice to her, except that he does start his compliment off with, I never thought a hacker could be a good fit. And like, that is so (laughs) stupid. Like a hacker would objectively be... Uh, the best fit in a secret government agency full of super spies hello (laughs) like that's a no-brainer but whatever at (sighs) least he's giving her some credit he even gives her a compliment and a smile whoa wow and then we see that mom and dad are watching them and they're so proud of their babies falling in love with each other. Aww. That's so cute. That battleship game is not training. No. That is flirting. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. That is flirting. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to show her that I can have fun. <laughs> I have a sense of humor. I can tell a joke. I'll show them all. <laughs> but I can't lie. It's cute. They're cute together, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. So then uh, we get interrupted by the mission bell. It's ringing. uh, And they learn that... (laughs) Did you say ding ding? (laughs) Uh, They learn that one of the supers that S.H.I.E.L.D. keeps track of has gone missing. Sky is just now learning that S.H.I.E.L.D. does actually keep track of super-powered people with a list called the Index. And Sky is somehow surprised by this. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Like... (laughs) That that seems pretty obvious. Like, I hadn't heard about the Index before, but it does not surprise me in the least. (laughs) So since we know that S.H.I.E.L.D. knew about Chan, his kidnappers must have been another organization. So then Sky is like, well, what else does S.H.I.E.L.D. use to keep track of people? Like, are they bugging their phones? Do they have, like, GPS trackers, body probes? And Fitz is extremely concerned about the body <laughs> probes. He's like, he's like, uh, no, no, no. S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't use body probes, do we? Do Please they? tell me S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't use body probes. Please <laughs> tell me. And Coulson does a great job of uh, quelling his fears. He's just like very cryptically, well, the methods vary. Which tells me that Coulson currently has a body probe somewhere inside of him at this very moment. (laughs) That's the only explanation. (laughs) The only one. So then they hop on a Zoom call with Agent Kwan and the, uh, the Chinese S.H.I.E.L.D. team. And they are investigating Chan's apartment. And he shows them what he calls Illuminized Material, which Simmons immediately recognizes simply by looking at it while it's inside a Ziploc bag and on a video call screen so smart (laughs) incredible uh she recognizes it as fireproof clothing which like is she really just that good or is that the only thing that illuminized material could mean i don't know (laughs) i didn't look it up it could just be that that's what that means a little bit of both probably so as it turns out the rising tide actually hacked the chinese shield data feed and so everyone immediately looks at sky and honestly i did too so then 
Coulson and Ward and May kind of step away and they're talking about this and trying to decide if Sky was actually part of it. And Ward actually believes Sky and defends her. Like, he's really, he's smitten. <laughs> what a change of heart, huh? <laughs> Real smitten kitten. He's got a crush. So then we cut over to Hong Kong where Reina is torturing Chan and she tries to get him on her side by saying, like, I come as a friend. And he's like, um, English is not my first language, but that word definitely means something different than what you think. <laughs> That's a really good line. It's really good. <laughs> so Reina convinces Chan to try her testing by giving him a superhero name of Scorch and promising him all the fame and recognition of Captain America. And honestly, that probably would have convinced me too. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all we all cry to the part in Long Live by Taylor Swift where she talks about being remembered. Uh, oh. So that would have gotten me too. <laughs> Don't even mention it. Oh my God, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> I know. So uh, anyway... Chan decides to be Scorch, which I assume is a comic book character because that's a terrible name. <laughs> Reina is my favorite villain. She's a good villain. I don't know, the villain. way that Ruth Nega, uh, like, delivers her lines is, I, I don't know what it is about it, but she plays a really good villain. She does. She's, like, so, like, persuasive, you said persuasive, but, like, like buttery almost yeah it's like you want to trust her but you know that you shouldn't (sighs) so uh we come back over to the shield team and they are discovering that the hack actually took place in austin texas so like does reina brought him to my house (laughs) apparently (laughs) um (laughs) but then actually she didn't uh it was just that the hacker is in austin texas and the hacker as it turns out is some guy named miles lyden not sky not sky and his claim to fame is being a hacker that everybody knows which sounds like a bad hacker to me i feel like (laughs) if you're gonna be a hacker shouldn't you be a secret hacker um uh but also that he leaked that weird picture of putin on a horse timely very timely reference and then fitz gives sky like the sweetest most excited look about like, like you know a celebrity all of this. he's so excited so then we cut to uh austin texas and i i thought it was really cool like they actually got footage of downtown austin like i recognized the owl building <laughs> and like i could almost see my apartment from the the like drone shot that they use it was really cool that's so wild uh there's an episode in a much later season that like briefly mentions baton rouge oh really and yeah and it aired while i was living there and so i was so excited Uh, but then it turned out that the one scene that was in baton rouge uh was in a parking garage it was likely not filmed on location i really doubt that they uh flew to louisiana to film in a parking garage i don't know once we see it maybe i'll recognize that parking garage (laughs) (laughs) you know every every it's it's very well known that parking garages in louisiana look different than parking lodges elsewhere it's true we have a very unique parking garage architecture yeah yeah this is a joke Anyway, so Ward stalks Miles through Austin, and he finally finds him, but Miles immediately recognizes him because they look exactly alike, um, to me at least. <laughs> um, and I 
In fact, I bet that Miles and Skye had a thing and that Ward is going to be, like, jealous now. <laughs> you think they look alike? I, I don't really at do. all. They look exactly the same to me. I don't think so. Miles is my type. Ward is not. Same song, different genre. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so then we enact this chase scene. And I, listen, something about... Um, Ward yelling while he's running was so funny to me. I've been, oh my god. <laughs> I've, I was laughing so I've been so made! Hard. I've been made! <laughs> I was watching the episode while I was doing my makeup. I almost poked myself in the eye with the eyeliner. <laughs> so, Miles, he gets away because he uses a computer code on his phone to, like, gridlock all of the traffic lights in town, which I think probably are, like, still in effect right now, currently, along I-35 every single day. <laughs> all the time. Constantly. <laughs> ah, niche location humor. <laughs> but Miles does get away, and he gets back to his apartment where Skye is waiting for him. Because she was in on it? <gasps> no. <laughs> He actually just warned him that he was a suspect. Uh, and then they have sex. And I I knew they were a thing. Didn't I just... I just said it. I knew they were a thing. <laughs> and then we have the scandalous post-coitus shoulder shot. <laughs> I do remember being like, oh, I can't believe they're showing this on television. A shoulder? I, I, was, I was 18 and a sheltered homeschooled girl. Yes. And it's like, someone is in their underwear on TV? <laughs> oh my god! Wow. And you're watching it with your dad. <laughs> I was. Oh my god. For the longest time with my parents, whenever we would watch something that had, like, even the hint... Not even, like, a sex scene, but if it was implied that two characters, like, went off screen to have sex, they were like, I don't know why they have to have all this sex in TV nowadays. <laughs> My parents did the same thing. But Miles is, he's really cute and charming, I think. I can definitely see what Sky sees in him. Much I disagree. more than Ward. Not me. I can't. <laughs> it, it, it might... It might be a me thing. I think it is. <laughs> Miles has that uh, same sort of pretentiousness that I find both infuriating and weirdly attractive. That is your thing. Absolutely. Pretentious is your thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually one of the things that I like about my boyfriend. Like, It's like, I roll my eyes. He annoys the crap out of me, but deep down, it's a little sexy. <laughs> Only a little. <laughs> Cannot relate. But um, actually, Chloe Bennett and Austin Nichols, who plays Miles, they started dating after they met filming this episode. Really? Yeah. I can see that. Can you see can it. feel that chemistry. It's definitely. electric. I definitely see why actors are constantly falling for their love interests. Yeah. Like, you're literally cast based on how much chemistry you have. For sure. Like, you get you get in the casting room and they're like, oh, yeah, I can tell those two want to fuck each other. Cast those two. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why anyone's surprised. For real. Like, you can be professional to a point, and it's not, like, a hard and fast rule, obviously, but... When you're attracted to someone and you have to pretend to be in love with them, our lizard brains don't know the difference sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I could never be an actor, because I fall in love with everyone. <laughs> True. Yeah. Even me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your mom thought for a while. That's true. She did. 
She kept asking me. Anyway, um, so Sky and Miles, they talk for a while in their underwear about their different philosophies about S.H.I.E.L.D. as an organization and, like, the idea of freedom of information. Um, and while they're talking, I realize that they are literally the same height difference as Mariah and, and Aaron. <laughs> Aaron is my boyfriend, in case any listeners don't know. Right. <laughs> I think I've mentioned him a lot over the last couple episodes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean to be that, that girl that's always like, my boyfriend, actually. <laughs> you know, my boyfriend did this. Did I mention that I have a boyfriend? <laughs> it's just we've been together six years and we live together. I don't have much else to talk about. Right. <laughs> my boyfriend's here right now. He'll probably, he'll probably fart at some point and you'll hear him. <laughs> Guest co-host. Yeah. Your boyfriend's farts. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so they're they're talking and being the same height difference as us. Yeah, Sky's trying to find her clothes, and then boom, busted. May caught them with her pants down, or no, I mean, their shirts off. <laughs> um, and we find out that she's actually been like listening at the door this whole time. <laughs> May, you pervert. <laughs> she was ready. She was standing there with the shirt, like she was posing. How long like, did how she long have do it you, held how out long like do that? You think she had to stand there, like. Oh, this will be so good when she finally opens this door. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. My God. <laughs> Having your coworkers walk in on you post-coitus sounds like a nightmare I might have. It sounds like, awful. Even more so when it's someone that you should not be having sex with. But I... Ugh. And we have no idea how long they've been there. Like, it's never mentioned. What if... No. Oh, God. What if they heard them? I would die. I would simply pass away. Am I... I just, she was there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's awful. Anyway, <laughs> so Colson shows up and the whole team is searching Miles' apartment while Colson does not talk to Skye. <laughs> he just, like, keeps giving her the disappointed dad finger when she tries to explain herself. Like, not now. <laughs> and uh, he also says that he uh, he sent May to follow her. So that's how we know that she was there the whole time. <laughs> Which is awful. Oh, God. And then Fitz's feelings are hurt because he was like, I thought Skye was our friend. She didn't even tell us that she had a boyfriend after everything we've been through. That's so sweet. And I'm mad at her now. Oh. He broke my little baby's heart. Oh my god, that's it's so sweet. Like, <laughs> she didn't tell us about it. It's so cute. And Simmons is like trying to like make him feel better, but sh- she's also trying to like be a pal to Sky. But you can tell that she feels betrayed too. I'm so sad. Sweet Gemma, she's trying to be understanding. Oh, no. They're so cute. So then we cut back to Chan getting his booster shot in his spine, both for COVID and for to temporarily enhance his powers. He even made like a whole fire tornado in his hand, which is crazy. Yeah. So the like fire power effects, they were like a mixture of practical and visual effects. Oh, really? Which this show, I think that's probably why like a lot of the special effects look so good because they don't rely totally on CGI like they... Yeah. You know, they use all of all of the tools that are in their toolbox. For sure. So LED lights were used during filming to get, like, the interactive lighting from the fire. Oh, so, like, okay. the fire was added digitally, but there were, like, red and orange lights flashing on the wall. Cool. Isn't that so cool? That's amazing. Gary D'Amico, uh, who is the special effects supervisor, says <laughs> that he lit a boulder attached to a zip line on fire to simulate the fireballs. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's it's amazing, but it's like, how do they think of these things? Yeah. A boulder? It's so creative. They must mean something else by a boulder. How do you set a rock on fire? I, they just put alcohol on it? I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not smart. <laughs> yes, you are. And then Mark Kolpak, who is a visual effects genius, yeah. king, uh, he composited the content together, and he enhanced it further with digital fire simulations. So, Ooh. like, there was the boulder on fire going down a zip line, and then he, like, superimposed more fire effects on top of it. That's so cool. Yeah, and then for the scene where Chan Hoyin is like burning. It took six hours for those burn prosthetics to be applied. Whoa, that's crazy. Imagine this job where you get cast for one character and then they call you and tell you that they changed the character's ethnicity and language <laughs> and also you need to be in hair and makeup for six hours so that you can look burnt. That's insane. It's a paycheck. <laughs> it certainly is. And a good one. <laughs> I hope it was a good one. I hope it was. Marvel money. <laughs> anyway, so then Simmons is uh, learning more about Miles, including that he runs a whole mob on Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> no shade to anyone who plays Minecraft. How do you have a mob? How do you have a mob on Minecraft? I don't know how Minecraft works, but I feel like that's not, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, so May goes to Coulson and she's telling him that she never trusted Sky, but Coulson did, and that's why he's so disappointed that she would betray them like this, and he still thinks that she's hiding something else. Mm. So Ward walks in to the interrogation room to talk to Sky and Miles. He's got his little French tuck, like, okay, Ward, I see you watching Queer Eye. He's showing <laughs> out. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna show her what she's missing. We, we see you. We see you. I think headcanon that in the few hours between them finding Sky and Miles and Ward going in to question them, uh, Ward had an entire episode of Queer Eye and Tan <laughs> France told him, in order to get this girl to see your worth, to see what we see in you, Ward, you gotta do that French tuck. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's how you get the girl. You do the French tuck. That's how you get the girl. And that's <laughs> we're not gonna this is gonna be a taylor swift podcast by the time we're done with it it truly is <laughs> anyway so Continue. uh we find out that miles sold the info that he hacked from shield to this like monsters inc corporation for a million dollars and he's acting like that's not a bad thing <laughs> and sky has sky has to remind him like nobody willing to pay that much for information ever has good intentions seriously like that's common sense <laughs> like come on dude and so it turns out Raina actually got to him and told him that he had a gift and then she was the one who pointed him in the direction of the Chinese shield data feed I love it honestly go Raina like <laughs> I feel I don't know I feel I could be wrong about this I don't remember but I'm pretty sure that like most of the people to be seriously tricked by Raina are men yeah and it's like all you have to do to get a man to do what you want is be like I think that you're really special actually <laughs> surely <laughs> actually you're not like any man that I've ever met before <laughs> and I think that you should do this for me because I'm very hot and I talk like this exactly exactly that's all she said and then they were like yeah anything you want and that's like her line that's like her line everyone you have a gift it is 
<laughs> Absolutely. Scammer. Scammer queen. <laughs> so Miles does reveal that the money that he got came from a testing facility <laughs> that does ecological testing on centipedes, apparently. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> Like, at least he tried to look it up, I guess. But also, he's apparently, like, the best hacker in the world, and he couldn't see that this place was bad news. Like, uh, blinded by dollar signs. God. Ugh. I like that she, like, I, I like that Sky drops him as soon as she realizes that he's shadier than she thought. Yeah. Or even, like, God, not even shadier, but, like, Just stupid. dumber. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's, that's, like, the biggest turnoff where it's, you know, you're with the guy because you're like, wow, he's so smart and he, you know, has all these great ideas. And then one day you realize, like, God, he is not as smart as I thought he was. He's so stupid. And then you dump him. Yes, exactly. Love it. That's like my catchphrase dump him. Dump him. <laughs> so then we cut back to Reyna with the fake doctor from the first episode. The doctor, which, uh, does she have a name? I don't know. I don't think they ever tell us. Uh, I think they say it in this episode, or at least the Wikipedia said that her name is Debbie. Yeah. Well, I never heard her name. <laughs> I, su- such a supervillain name. It is. Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> Dr. Debbie. Hi, I'm Dr. Dr. Debbie. Debbie. I'll be murdering you today. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Dr. Debbie is teasing Raina about how she managed to convince Sean to agree to the chest. And she's like, you gave him a name, didn't you? <laughs> God, it's... <laughs> um, so then she orders Reyna to, like, go ahead and break him back down. Um, so whatever they did to him to boost his powers is now going to destroy him. Um, so they, like, apparently his blood platelets themselves used to be fireproof but to create this like serum or whatever they removed his blood platelets which i don't is that possible i don't know that doesn't sound possible oh i think you might have misheard her i don't think they said like break him down or whatever they said drain him so i think they're fully just like trying to take all of his blood Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and it's they they inject him with the uh centipede like super serum uh-huh. and then uh since it's in his bloodstream, his blood platelets balance it out and he won't like the the serum will no longer make people explode because it now has the fireproof blood platelets oh, from okay. him. And so they're trying to drain all of his blood in order to make the serum work. Okay. But wouldn't he have just dropped dead without any of his blood? Well, yeah, they didn't care about that. (laughs) Well, I know, but then he, like, still was walking around, though. No, they didn't get to finish. Oh. Okay, (laughs) anyway. They they burst in before they can finish. Gotcha. Anyway. So so now his fire burns his own skin. That's the moral of the story. Moral of the story. He is no longer fireproof. So then we go back to Miles and Skye. They're still in the interrogation room. And Miles is trying to explain why his decision to sell a man out for money was actually a very good and normal and healthy decision. And in doing so, he comes for Skye's van. Like, low bro. Low bro, bro. (laughs) Low bro, bro. (laughs) <laughs> low blow bro hmm. lover spat yeah and sky is like dude an innocent man is gonna die for money and miles is like you know i would never intentionally hurt anyone <laughs> like yeah 
Yeah, yeah, but actions have consequences regardless of your intentions. So like maybe saying that you didn't think about the potential consequences of your actions when you were selling people out isn't like the best flex to try and get your girlfriend to come back to you. God, that's all. I didn't mean to. Yes, that fixes everything. I didn't mean to. (laughs) I just didn't think about anybody else. So he's like continuing to whine and he's trying to like gain her sympathy back. And he's like, you know, Sky, like you found your purpose, but I still don't know what mine is. I thought it was you, but I guess I was wrong. Like clearly (laughs) because people can't be a purpose. Like, okay, pisses me off. (laughs) So Coulson decides that he is going to go in to save Chan instead of Ward because Sky being on the team was Coulson's decision. So he sees it as his mess to clean up. Hmm. So the American and Chinese shield branches all like SWAT team into the testing facility. And May is amazing, obviously. She like single handedly gets past three guys in like half a second. Queen. So just very efficiently they get through all of security and they finally find Chan who is so happy to see Agent Quan again so he can burn a hole straight through him. Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So when they are like breaking in, the explosive that Coulson uses to enter the centipede facility, it's similar to the one he used in the first Iron Man movie. Oh, really? And the Wikipedia says, and he strikes a similar pose when using it. Oh. I, I didn't notice, but now I want to go back and watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Aww. I love that. A little nonverbal <laughs> reference. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, Coulson and May are like hiding behind some things and uh, Coulson is trying to talk Chan down, but it doesn't work. So then May tries in Cantonese and she gives him the very cliche, like once you're a villain, there's no going back. And Chan's like, I clearly don't want to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. And Coulson, not understanding a word that they're saying, is like, so we're good, right? (laughs) With that it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> that it's such amazing line delivery from Clark in this episode. He's he is hilarious and I love him. Truly. So the team decides together to let the hackers go ahead and save the day because we use every resource at our disposal in this house slash plane. So then we cut back to Chan uh, slash Scorch monologuing as villains do. And he uh, he apparently quotes a song that I wrote <laughs> recently. Oh my god. Um, She's famous. <laughs> um he's like he's like you've been someone long enough and they break except not scorch though scorch won't break so may distracts him and colson tries to use the night night gun on him but scorch literally melts the bullets in midair uh so very very quickly colson runs out of ammo so they run <laughs> nice <laughs> reina and dr debbie meet as they're like running for the elevator and uh reina is like forcing the doctor out of the elevator dr debbie's like like, he's gonna combust and Raina's like wouldn't be the first one to blow up on you uh, which is when it <laughs> like fully confirmed to me that she was Mike's doctor not doctor from the first episode yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure before then god Raina in this scene is so I'm sorry I love her like <laughs> <laughs> when she's walking away and she goes I'm starting to think that you're bad luck 
Yeah. <laughs> and then as as like the elevator doors are closing, I don't even what what does she say? She's she says something like, "I wish you all the best." <laughs> Incredible. She's a queen. I'm I'm sorry. I love her. I love a good bitch. <laughs> like she's she's not just a villain, but she's a bitch, and I yeah. love it. I love her. <laughs> I love a mean girl. We do. We do. <laughs> So, back at the plane, uh, Sky manages to unlock the doors of the building, which is, I, I'm like just now realizing that the doors were locked to begin with, uh, which now makes sense why they had to like repel in through the ceiling. <laughs> Simmons is trying to get the facility's computers back online, and Coulson tells her to have Miles help because... Desperate times call for desperate measures. So Scorch is going after Reyna and the doctor, but Reyna has already gotten away in the elevator. Uh, Which, like, I mean, fire evacuation safety my whole life has told me to never take an elevator in the fire, but I guess it's fine here because I guess the building is not on fire. There just is fire in the building. The elevator knows that she's a queen. (laughs) True, true, true. She cannot be contained. I can't be contained. (laughs) So anyway, so Raina's gotten away. Uh, The Dr. Debbie is stuck in the hallway with Scorch, and uh, she tries to manipulate her way out, but she ends up getting burnt to a crisp like Raiders Ark style. It was <laughs> it was amazing. It was brutal. It was. This episode I think people thought it was like more mature than previous episodes because, you know, they have quite a few deaths in this episode and they're pretty brutal death scenes. Yeah. And they featured a, like a Marvel like superhero slash villain, yeah. you know, with like superpowers. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, uh, May comes in for the save, but Scorch is about to like combust. So they gotta get out of there. And the whole team finally gets out of the building like the second before he blows up and he blows the roof off and i'm wondering like how often do they actually save the person that they're like on their mission to save because so far they don't have a great track record i mean technically they saved akila in the last episode but they also technically weren't assigned that mission right and technically weren't supposed to save her only apprehend her (laughs) right 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 so uh, you know just a little something i observed (laughs) (laughs) so Ward and Coulson are talking. They're back on the plane now. And Ward says that Sky actually stole some of Centipede's files. Um, and so Coulson gives a look like he's ready to give Sky a chance to redeem herself, which I'm so glad about. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when dads and daughters fight. <laughs> so Coulson gives Miles a like fancy probation bracelet. You know, the like, finest jewelry. So cute. And it, it can like control his tech use basically for a while. He also reveals that S.H.I.E.L.D. stole back the money that Miles made from selling out Chan and they donated <laughs> it. And they leave Miles stranded in Hong Kong to find his own way back to Austin. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> It's a pretty good punishment. It's a pretty... They're like, you (laughs) know what? We're not going to put you in jail, but you can't use your computer anymore. We're going to make sure you can't use your computer anymore. And you got to find your way back to Texas. Good luck. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck buying a plane ticket without your computer. (laughs) God, seriously. Amazing. Coulson was like, I wish you all the best. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. They're not so different, Coulson and Raina. So... So then Coulson calls Sky into his office with the exact same tone that got me fired once. So my blood pressure is skyrocketing. Get it? Skyrocketing? <laughs> 
I mean, God, when I got fired from the job that we both had, mm-hmm. they made it sound super casual when they called me up. And, like, that's even worse. <laughs> like, I thought they were going to ask me to go pick up lunch or something. And they were like, mm. Mm, we don't think it's a good fit. And I was like, okay, this ruined my whole day. <laughs> I was having an okay day until just now. I thought it was just a normal day at work. <sighs> Anyways. So before Sky goes in to talk to Colson, she and Miles say goodbye. And Miles is like, You've changed. And Sky goes, Good. And <laughs> Miles is like, I meant you're not who you used to be. Like, that's what that means, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> what do you think change means, my dude? You said the same thing twice. <laughs> you are really not as smart as you seem. So stupid. <laughs> so. <laughs> So then Sky goes over to Ward and May. They're drinking at the bar and she's trying to like apologize and she asks if Ward needs to be in the room as her SO. But understandably this time. So like I'll allow it. Begrudgingly I'll allow it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So Sky goes in to talk to Coulson alone and Coulson gives her an ultimatum. She has to tell him every secret that she's been keeping or she's done. So Sky pulls out the microchip that she keeps in her bra at all times and she reveals that it has all of her own dirt on it. Uh, not just from being in her bra, but like uh, like inside it. <laughs> and so her secret is actually very serious. It's not funny at all. Um, her secret was that she was trying to find out about her own past and her like family history but every document that she found was redacted by shield so she was using this job to find out why and like yeah i would do the same thing like that's fucked yeah so colson offers to help her find her answers but he still makes her wear the same like techie prison bracelet that he gave miles it's like good for him boundaries we like boundaries they match (laughs) They have friendship bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> so Brent Fletcher, who wrote the episode, says that um, that scene between Coulson and Skye spoke to the like underlying bond that was developing between the two, uh, mm-hmm. even even despite the situation, how upset he was with her. Um, yeah. And he added that the relationship was a real underpinning of the show, which I agree with. I think that it's a very important part of the show now and going forward. I, I like that they stayed consistent with that yeah i think you can really feel that so then it's time for the post content content <laughs> after uh, credit scene <laughs> yeah so reyna tries to convince some unknown prisoner um although the cast list that like shows up on amazon prime when you pause uh says that his name was poe um she's trying to convince poe to give her some information um and to do that he has to talk to someone that he doesn't want to talk to or well he has to touch someone that doesn't like to be touched which like i wouldn't want to do that either like consent reyna Come on. Um, Anyway, so the person, the someone who doesn't like to be touched is only named as the clairvoyant. Spooky. Um, So Poe ends the conversation with, I like your dress. And Reyna gives like a good old fashioned Han Solo. I know. Uh, (laughs) Oh, what a line. Queen. Queen. Incredible. So then that's it. (laughs) I, the first mention of the clairvoyant. Light. Like a like a gentle a little gentle spoiler for you the clairvoyant a, for, a foreshadowing <laughs> yeah let's say a foreshadowing the clairvoyant is going to be important and I'm so excited for this storyline I'm yeah. so excited to talk about it I'm so excited for you to watch it unfold oh I'm so glad <laughs> we're doing this because now I get Me to hear too. every little thought that you have about my favorite show this is my dream <laughs> this is exactly what I've always wanted yes 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 so uh, overall thoughts. 
thoughts on the episode? Uh, my only little last uh, note on this episode, like a fun fact, Bear McCreary, the composer, our friend. Ooh, we love him. Yes, we love him. He wanted to introduce Chinese instruments into the score uh, to support like cool. the Hong Kong setting. And so he collaborated with a composer named Jeremy Zuckerman, who played the Guzhen Guzhen for the episode. Cool. We we tried to look up pronunciations of that. If that... we butchered them, we're so sorry. I know that we butchered them, and I am so sorry. We tried I, our best. I was homeschooled. <laughs> like, I can't stress that enough. Most, I don't know how to pronounce most words. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my overall thoughts on the episode, I loved that we got a taste of Sky's background, and, like, I can't wait to dig into that some more. I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Also, I can't wait to see how Ward's jealousy is going to, like, progress their relationship. <laughs> that's been super fun. Um, there was not nearly enough Fitzsimmons in this episode. I, we need more of them. Yes. Agreed. Honestly, this was not my favorite episode so far. Like, it had some really good moments, but, like, I, re- I, it was a little disjointed, I feel like. Like, I had trouble staying focused, you know? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I think um, this episode stood out to me more uh, having watched the entire show. Be- it's it's more plot-driven. It drives the plot forward, where um, some of the last few episodes, I feel, had been more character-driven, um, just yeah. kind of fleshing out the team itself. Uh, and you know because i know how this plot goes i'm very excited for it to be driven forward but i can see upon first watch how um that wouldn't come across and just a side note in my research i saw that louis ozawa was in another show that i really loved Uh, i didn't recognize that it was him but it was called hunters he started in it with my husband logan lerman i think it's an amazon prime show you should go watch it. It's amazing. And it's about Nazi hunters. Okay. And we love Nazi hunters in this household. We love hunting Nazis. We hate Nazis. <laughs> Obviously. We hate Nazis and we love hunting them. Yes. Go watch Go watch Hunters. It's good. And it has my husband. Okay. okay. We'll see. So that concludes our episode on Girl in the Flower Woo-hoo! Dress. If you want to go ahead and keep up with us, follow us on TikTok at Agents of Nothing Podcast. On Twitter at Agent Nothing thing pod and you can also go to anchor.fm slash agents of nothing and send us a voice message with your thoughts we really want to hear from you yes please do it and if we get enough listeners you can donate to us uh which we say this every time we wouldn't turn it down and you can also email us with your thoughts and theories at agents of nothing podcast at gmail.com very very much looking forward to you know hopefully eventually getting a few emails i want to i want i really want to hear from people genuinely yeah you can follow me, Mariah, on Twitter at full swamp witch underscore on TikTok at submarine warfare and on Instagram at submarine warfare. Or you can follow me, Caroline, on Twitter at rusty page ninety five on Instagram at underscore rusty page or on TikTok at crazy ginger nine nine five. Next week we'll be covering season one, episode six. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye, love you.